chin bubbly. <laughs> Sorry to let you down. Pure water day. Holidays are over, so I got oh, man. ready for. I saw your uh your Twitch interview with putting you over, and it was just it was funny. You just got looser and looser as that interview went along. And I was yeah. like, you know, I already had a few in. We were visiting the in-laws. I am, I'm engaged, so I'm going to get married this year. It's crazy, crazy life. So we were at the in-laws, and, you know, and I figured a little vodka and uh, bubbly would help, help calm the nerves a little bit. It worked. It worked. No, that's, that's Should I right, be vodka and bubbly while doing interviews? Probably not, but. I, I say that all the time, but uh, Adam and I usually, when we do our post shows, like if you stay on long enough, by the time we get through the recap, we're like cracking open beers or something, and we're drinking it, uh, and then it's just like, then the real opinions come out. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Truth serum. <laughs> truth serum. Right, exactly. All right, so I'm recording if that's cool with you. You're getting married. When when, when do you get married? Uh, October 2020, this year, October. Holy jeez. I got I got married in October 20-something. Uh, 20, 20 uh, I, just, I just forgot. <laughs> I was with someone, I won't say who, at NWA, and they legit couldn't remember the date they are getting married. I was trying to convince them to text their fiance to ask because I wanted to start a little. <laughs> but he uh, did not do that, so I, I don't know if he ever figured it out. I don't know if he missed it or what, but who knows? We know it's a he, so that narrows it down a little. Uh, <laughs> are you nervous? No. Are you? No, I mean, nervous about your marriage. Not oh. about talking to me. You shouldn't give a shit about talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, it's exciting. I uh, have known my fiance since I was 21 years old we first met. I used to uh, bug her constantly. Uh, she's in the other room probably listening and smiling ear to ear right now. But I used to um, bug her when my bands were on tour, always begging her to come to the shows, and she would never show up. She showed up once, and she would just like – Ignore me, ignore me, but kind of like messaging here and there. And then one day she called me out of the blue and she was like, you know, I wish our clocks had lined up. And about a year and a half ago, two years ago, we crossed paths again and went to dinner and here we are. We're good friends for like 10 years. So I'm, we're pretty excited. That's cool. That's that's exactly how my wife and I were. Like we, we, when I first moved into town, like she was one of the first people I met. But I mean, I was dating someone else and she was dating someone else. So it wasn't even like a, a thing, but we were like friends, like. 10 years before we got married and, uh, or before we, you know, like we, we started dating and finally, you know, we're going to get married. And I knew the second I started dating, I was like, I'm just going to marry her. Oh, Cause that was, a, yeah, I knew, I knew right off the bat. And she knew too. She's like, when are you going to propose? Was like putting pressure on, on my ass. And like, I had the ring like hidden for a while. And then she wanted this one design of the ring and I had that made. And then I heard her at the jewelry store and she changed everything. So I got sick to my stomach and I changed the whole ring and it was a process, but we're here now. Happy as can be. You you said something I think on the Twitch interview you like you did it in the ring right like you did oh, the yeah. thing uh, I went and wrestled uh, she had never really traveled with me we haven't like traveled before on plane so it was our first flight together I had the ring in my backpack and I tried to get her to go to TSA first I was like gonna go do something so like I separated us because I didn't want the dude in TSA to find the ring bed what's this you know and then I had to propose right there right then and there <laughs> right. Uh, so we got through and I was going to propose on the flight too. I had like linked that up with the airlines, but then I kind of scratched down the plane. I was like, ah, nah, I'm not feeling it. Um, but they were able to give us like, they upgraded us and gave us like free booze and all this stuff on the plane and free snacks and dessert because I was going to propose. And she's like, why are they being so nice to us? I was like, I don't know. I was like, 
Like, I don't no, know. You gotta, okay. you gotta sell that shit. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> went up and smooth talked him, and then um, we uh, Dreamwave Wrestling in LaSalle. They had taken a break, and I had worked. That was like my first tryout match when I was like green as goose shit. I went and tried out for Dreamwave, and they liked me, gave me a spot, and uh, Dreamwave was like the first. I don't know, like bigger set of shows, like outside of like where I started wrestling. And um, they were, they had sold the company off to AAW and AAW was running in LaSalle and then they stopped doing that. So they um, started back up. I don't know what the plan is, but it's going to be seasonal, whatever. But um, he wanted to start the show and bring back people that were initially on. Uh, so we went back and I wrestled Don, uh, Donovan Donhausen and uh, I got her. She's so shy and, I convinced her to like get involved in the match and what happened, what she thought was going to happen, obviously did not happen. And I proposed instead right there for everyone. It was cool because like, I knew she would not expect that in Illinois. I mean, if maybe like a hometown show or all our friends and family, right. But that's what, kind of what I want to do is like spare the moment and just, I mean, trick her and get involved, but it all worked out. There's video of it all over the internet and stuff like that. So surprisingly, I did not find that. And I was like looking all over for info on you, but I'll, uh, uh, I should post it on YouTube. I need to like get more active on YouTube. I've been slacking there. Uh, Instagram is my main gig, so all my stuff's pretty much on there. Well, yeah, and that's a, that's how I got in oh, touch with you. But uh, you're talking to the right people, man. Me and uh, Adam are all about that hustle for the uh, the online stuff. But is your is your fiance like is she is she into wrestling in general? Hey, are you into wrestling? I am now. <laughs> well no no so so this is what i since we're since we're just sharing stories uh i i guess that's what this is my wife she never gave a shit about wrestling at yeah. all but she got hooked on john morrison and cm punk and those were like her guys like she loved those two guys so the way i got her finally was i made a video of her but i was lucky enough to uh have some connections. I won't sell them out on here, but CM Punk actually proposed to my wife for me. Like he, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He did the video for me, and uh, it was just, and it was really cool. He was kind of like this, like, don't get married, like, just don't. You know, if you like somebody, you can just hang out with them forever. You don't have to marry them. <laughs> but then his girl comes on, and she's like, "What are you saying?" He's like, "Oh, I was just saying that these guys should get married. It'd be great." And uh, anyway, it was awesome. It was like cameo before cameo was a thing, you know, that everybody paid for. But uh, he did it for free. So anyway, just yeah. had to brag. It won her over, even though she didn't give a shit about wrestling. I love hearing that. Like she, I'm still trying to find that maybe wrestler for her. Um, she hops in the car with me and does travel with me um, for like my California shows and. I did uh, one death match. I'm never doing one again, and uh, I'm pretty sad. I got, like, a scar on my shoulder from it. It's, like, a month old. I'm a big baby. Uh, I wrestled Marcus Crane, and he's a good friend of mine. I said, if I ever did one death match, it would be with him. And she's like, I'm not going. I'm not going to watch that. And then the day before, she's like, I'm calling in sick to work. Like, I can't think about you doing this stuff and not me not being there. So we went and did the match. I was bloody as shit, and uh, I was told that there was going to be an EMT on uh, site, and there was not. So she thought that I had made that up. So it was just – she just wanted to clean me up. I was very concerned, yeah. But, that's, uh, that's very sweet of her. But, yeah, I, I, I feel like I've read that story, like, multiple times where there's – supposed to be an emt on hand and people are doing these death matches and uh there's the one dude that's got the huge issue with uh 
corny right now, but like yeah. supposedly there was nobody around, and I I don't know I don't know the details, it, but it was my first time doing a death match, and had I known, I mean, I probably should have brought my own cleanup stuff, but like I didn't know that. I figured it would be there. I mean, once again, I was told there was gonna be an EMT there. Uh, it's all good. I didn't complain. I cleaned myself up when I got home and I dealt with it. My wife's a nurse and we went to Crockett Cup and we were there on front row and that was like our first live NWA event. And at that event, uh, Marty and Nick Aldis, Nick uh, bled out. And well, I say bled out. He looked like he was going to bleed out in the middle of the ring. I have never seen like somebody like that before. And yeah. so she even was like freaking out like, Am I supposed to do something? What's wrong? Is somebody going to help him? <laughs> like, because he's just like, it's just like dripping out. I can't imagine a death match. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. I went, I work with this company um, called Ugla in San Jose. I love Ugla. Um, and they do the occasional death match. Um, and she was there for one of them. She's like, no, no. Walked outside. She couldn't even, she wasn't, she could not even. She could not even. Yeah. But that, see, see, but, but you, uh, You've been like fighting your whole life, so this is—it feels like you—you you just naturally just have this inclination to do the professional wrestling thing. Because I, I saw like you were like a uh, a wrestler and sambo yeah. and all of that stuff. Yeah, I did some wrestling growing up. It's like uh, ages four or five to about uh, midway through uh, high school, about yeah, fifteen, sixteen. Um, freestyle, Greco Roman, some sambo. Yeah, that's what got, actually professional wrestling is what got me into wanting to. Uh, I hate the word amateur wrestling, uh, but that's what wanted me to become a wrestler. So, and then uh, my pops had passed away, and I started a, a band and played music all the way through. And then my buddy's like, "Hey, you should be a professional wrestler." And I was like, "Dude, what a great idea!" So I went from one side of the carnival to the other, and here we are. Well, so you're breezing through that, and then I promise I don't want to like delve into everything that everybody else has ever asked you before but i do have some questions about that part of it because you so you were into professional wrestling and that made you want to amateur wrestle yes when i was young my older brother has been watching professional wrestling since i can remember um so he got me into professional wrestling which wanted me to be an amateur wrestler that 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 stuff it just see i i well first of all all due respect I don't think anybody looking at your your persona that you are now in the ring would just expect that you have like all of this background in like amateur and sambo and like yeah. all of this stuff. I don't think you you portray that like just being outlandish. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a better word for it, but I mean, it just it's interesting to me because you um you, you say your your past passed away. From everything I've I've heard about you before, that that kind of made you drop out of it. Is that right? Uh, yeah, we it was our thing. Uh, we were traveling to him, my brother, in the car, wrestling up and down the West Coast. I mean, driving to Iowa for nationals and stuff like that. Uh, not to toot our own horror, but the Zappa brothers were pretty good. I mean, uh, my, my brother was a state champion. We were we were. I mean, I wasn't always good. I sucked at first, but towards freshman sophomore year, I think I lost one match my freshman year, and like two or three my sophomore year and then i and then he passed away and i just got over it i didn't i mean i just kind of got numb and uh depression hit and all kinds of other weird feelings that i wasn't used to and so i just kind of did my own thing and then i found uh found music so i always wonder like what would have happened should have would have could have like maybe i would have went to college for wrestling who knows but here i am so 
Uh, my dad was also into professional wrestling, so <clears throat> I remember he used to dress up like Ultimate Warrior when I was younger. We had all the toys and everything. I mean, everyone else will tell you that story. But uh, my dad was very charismatic. That's where I get it from. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. He is the original outlandish. I just think I'm a little bit more nuts. <laughs> is your brother like that, too? No. <laughs> <laughs> he's like straight-laced. So he was like, he's two years younger than me, and he's like way taller than I am. And uh, I've been trying to get him to do uh, – his name is Mike, so I call him Zyke. Um, but, but I want uh, – I, I would love for him to wrestle. Um, but he just plays Dungeons and & Dragons, and he's about to have a baby and married. And he's he's king nerd, but he's a great dude. He's a great dude. Oh, Very, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, he, he's still – he's got some charisma. He's still loud and friendly, uh, but not as wild as me. I got gotcha. you. So, so did that, like, kill it for professional wrestling for you at the time, too? Like, you just kind of – Oh, I stopped some wrestling. Yeah, about uh maybe eighth grade. I stopped watching. Let's see, it was about six, uh, 2000, 2001. I stopped watching wrestling, and then got back into it like after like I don't know. I took like eight, nine years off from watching. I didn't give a shit about anything really. You know? Yeah. And I found music, and everyone's like, "Yeah, you'll never do that. You're wasting your time. You should go to college." And then did what I did with that, and I was pretty successful. So I just love proving people wrong. I guess. I, I mean. I've been through a lot of other trauma and uh, that bullshit. I actually did a podcast. Um, it's not out yet, but it's um, called Mental Hell, and that's with um, Davey from a band called Vanna and this band called Trove. And um, we t- we actually talk uh, about some of the heavier stuff that has happened in my life too. Has made me who I am. Um, so there's been a lot in the making. And most of it, I struggled with like depression, anxiety, pretty much my whole life without knowing. Um, diagnosed with PTSD. Um, so I just want to try and bring that to light, especially now that I'm getting a little bit more attention and spotlight, like I'm trying to take away the stigma, you know, for, uh, men and mental health. So it's been a good goal of mine to start public speaking and share my story and try and motivate and change the lives of others along the way. So, Hey man, no, and I'm, I'm, and I'm not trying to be cheesy here, but like all of that stuff is like awesome stuff that I, I like hearing about you because I, uh, so I, I, I taught myself guitar at like. 15 and uh was obsessed with music like i i just well spoiler alert i mean i i was a huge smashing pumpkins fan during high school and stuff and so that that kind of led to all of this but anyway no i i had huge anxiety problems and it was like alone in my room or something i could play guitar all day long and like sing and like doing the stuff practice finally got a group of friends who were like practicing in a band but anytime we'd go live like i'd freak the fuck out like i'd i just couldn't do it like i my hands shake like my you know and that's useless when you're playing guitar so anyway it was like always like this huge thing that like hovered over me i, I got all the way into like college and like i had a music scholarship in college and finally just dropped out because I was just like, what am I even going to do with this? Like, you know, at least I, I can either do what you did and hustle and get in a band or I get lucky and can, I don't know, teach somewhere or something. But I just, I mean, it's so, it's so hard. Even wrestling is so hard. And um, one thing that I find is so disrespectful and I, I try and take it with a grain of rice is someone telling me like, oh, dude, you're so lucky. It's like the fuck no 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 i am not lucky by any means i have 
busted my ass and I continue to bust my ass. I've been told, no, I could send you screenshots of all the left on reds I've had. No one wanted to give me a chance, not with music, not with wrestling. Uh, my own trainer, uh, Seth Rollins will tell you he didn't think I'd take it serious. Here I am. You know, I've, I've literally have proved everybody wrong in my whole entire life. And uh, if anyone knows Nick Zappo, they know if, if he has his mindset on something, he's going to do it no matter what anyone tells him and no matter what uh, struggles I've been through. Um, I've landed a sick uh, little mini documentary with Indeed over the summer we did um, for uh, – did you see that by chance? I, I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, I got to do that with Jake, and Jake's one of my best friends in the world. I just picked him up for Christmas, and uh, that's why I do all of this is to impact lives and change lives um, so that at the end of the day, no one feels like I do and have, and I, I'm, I just sell emotion. That's what I sell with the band. That's what I sell with wrestling. I, I, I sell emotion. So I'm an emotional businessman. If you want to feel something, I'll sell it to you. No, I, I love that, dude. I, um, you know, I was even going to save it till the end before we even like got into some of this stuff. Like uh, it just, it always feels like the end cap to a conversation, but no, that was, that was one of the big things that, um, well, so I watched your Twitch interview, like I said, and, and, and you guys talk about, uh, Adam and I from this is the NWA. And like, we were like, we didn't, we didn't like you at first. <laughs> and, uh, well, it was the first time we saw you. You're a lot. You're a lot to take in the first time. <laughs> and so we didn't know what to think about you. I, I'd say when we walked out of the studio the first night, Adam was like, I like that guy. I was like, really? And he's like, he's like something about that guy I like. And I'm like, all right. And I'm like, I'll, I'll think about it. But we saw you like at the tables out there and stuff, hustling your things. I think we were both. I don't, I don't know why, but we just were like, uh, I don't know if we should talk to him. I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's too abrasive. Once I saw the show come on, I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> the more I I've seen about you and read about you and and watched and stuff, it's like, oh god, dang! All like all this stuff, like I, I relate to, like I I really appreciate like these stories about you and that that you're. You're pushing through it. I mean, even at the end of that last Twitch interview with uh, uh, putting you over, you mentioned, you know, if you had like one piece of advice, it was like, you know, don't give a shit what anybody else thinks about you. And that's like the thing that like as old as I am, that finally in this past like six months has finally like just clicked in my head. <laughs> there was a time I will tell it to you straight and I don't want to mention names. Um but there was a time where I would travel some of these shows, and I'm like, I want to quit. I'm having a terrible time. Not to mention, A, I started off doing it with my buddies in the car. And where are they now? I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. Some, you know, Everyone wants it, but no one wants to put in the hard work behind the scenes of what it really takes. Like, I'll be honest. Sometimes I was, I was paying myself to fly to these shows for an opportunity just so just someone else could see Zicky Dice, you know, so, right. so I could prove somebody else wrong. Um not to toot my own horn, but I'm one of the top graduates that comes out of the black and brave, and, and I've been busting my ass, and I haven't been taking no for an answer. But there's come a time where I get so anxious and so over it. You know, I've been I've been touring with the band for a while and, and now going out by myself sometimes. And I, I don't know most of the guys in the locker room where I go, and sometimes I just miss my family. I've been I've been on the road for so long that it's like, you know, is this worth it? Is it gonna pay off? You know, and I almost threw in the towel. Boom. And here I am. All of a sudden, you know, um, the way I got into NWA is crazy, beyond crazy. Um, you know, I have this uh, group chat that I'm in. We try and motivate each other. And our, you know, our thing is always be ready. Um, 
I uh, went and did extra work at uh, WWE in June, and um, I wore my, I don't know if you remember what I was wearing in every way. I had some bright colored suit on with fanny pack and whatever, but I stopped. Oh, yeah. Before I before I quit, let me rewind. Um, I, I was about to quit wrestling, and then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me. I'm going to do what I want. And that's when Outlandish Ziggy Dice started having the most fun. When I stopped biting my tongue, when I stopped, you're, you're not going to wear that suit to WWE. That, that, why the fuck? Why would I not? Why would I not? And I did. And Jeff Jarrett came up and he grabbed my fanny pack and he's like, look at you. He's like, look at you, man. That fanny pack. Gosh, damn. And then Michael Hayes came up to me. He's like, you know, are you trying to steal my style, kid? And I'm like, I called him dad in front of everyone. And <laughs> I go in there and uh, they give you a tryout match before SmackDown. And uh, uh, I wrestled my buddy Levi Shapiro, and we stole the show. I uh, did a few magic tricks in the ring, and no one's seen that yet. I mean, if you look up some of my old stuff, I do magic. Oh, did a few magic tricks in the ring, and I had uh, called out Nigel McGinnis right before I did my finisher, and we got a standing ovation. Um, and the year before, I got a standing ovation. I'm pulled to a side, and they're like, you know, we never give anyone standing ovation. Blah, blah, blah. You look like a superstar. You're this. You're that. And then you hear nothing. You hear nothing, which made it hard for me to go back to my my normal job, and and, and give a shit, right? Because you see you see the info and you see the prize, you see what you're what you're going for. And they're like like uh, Adam Pierce came up to me. I'll never forget this. He said he said uh, so you popped all the boys by the ring. He's all but can you work? And I said with all due respect, if I would have worked, would you have watched? And he's all probably not. And he's like who trained you? And I said you're universal champion. Said Rollins. You know and. I, Dude, it was like this crazy like high, and and everyone's like, I heard I heard about your match. Like I ran into Shane McMahon at the airport. And he came up to me. He's like, Are you the magic guy I heard about today? And like, you know, you hear you hear all this stuff, and then it's like, and then what? And then what? You know? Um. So I left a bitter taste in my mouth, and I just continued to grind, and I uh, continued taking bookings. I returned to Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, where I had been working. Um, I had my first show with them when I was still living in Chicago, and I've been working for them for about. Two and a half, uh, almost maybe three years now, and I never once had a promo, right? I saw Billy Corgan and Lagana come through a few times. Never once had a backstage promo, never once did anything, never complained, was there early on time, always did what I was told and busted my ass. Uh, that's why I wrestled Tim Storm in a, a 10 pounds of gold match. I don't know if that came up. Uh, oh, sure it did. Hey, man, that, you're talking to the guy who does his homework, so don't worry. <laughs> you know, we got that, and I thought that was super cool, and then, you know, I saw that they used, like, footage um for me in that match uh to put to put uh the belt over you know um and i was like oh that's super cool and then so i showed up early on time and uh they were like oh we need some promos like zicky you're here why don't you go get dressed and give us a promo i was like all right so i went out and i I did one promo and then uh all of a sudden dave marquez like all right i want to give you a live uh a live on stage promo for uh, our texas uh our texas shows i'm gonna say okay I go out, I said six words, dude. Six words. It was just me, and all of a sudden, I got pulled back. It was like, Zicky, come here. And I walked back, and all of a sudden, it's David Lagana and Billy Corgan standing right there. And he's like, uh, and I met Billy Corgan a few times. Like, uh, we got a little elbow extend. I've got a pound from him. I shook his hand once uh, in passing. But uh, he reaches out his hand, and he's like, uh, Lagana's looking at me, smiling, and, and Corgan's like, look at you man he's like look at your hair look at your sunglasses and the fanny pack and the earring he's like uh what are you he's like what are you doing december 14th and i sat there in my head i was like oh me and my fiance just planned a snow trip i was like, absolutely nothing sir he's like how would you like to work for me in the nwa and i was like i, I would love that um 
And that just goes to show, like, it was just right place, right time. Matter of fact, I wasn't even supposed to be at that taping from Hollywood. I was supposed to be in Florida, but I had, um, because of some complications, I had to cancel the show. So Johnny Yuma was like, hey, if you're available, I could use you at the show. And, dude, and look, I've been on – I wrestled one match on the episode, and it's like the reaction has just been unreal since. Um, and then with the band releasing music yesterday, it's just like, dude, 2020 is like – it's insane. It's insane. Oh. Dude, if you if you like Adam and I are constantly like I, I keep throwing Adam in here because we we got partnered up because of Lagana and it's been this thing where we both had this idea of like we'd love to do interviews, we'd love to be in this business in some way. Obviously not wrestling, like I'll get my ass beat, but like we've been like uh I don't know, it, it was just this thing where like all of a sudden chips have started falling into place and and yeah. and what what do they say like uh luck is when preparation meets opportunity, I think that's a quote. And uh, so it sounds like that. I, I love that part of your story. Like, I, I think that that's awesome. Like, you were ready it, despite everything. Others, man, because, like, I want to make it so I can prove to everyone that, dude, some kid from Orchid, California, who went through this and went through that and was beat up and, and drugged and all odds were against him, did it. Did it. I told my fiance, I want to look her in the eyes. Like, whenever that moment is, I'm like, we did it. And, and dude, I, I will make this happen. I refuse to fail. I know what I've got, and there's nothing else for me on this planet. There is nothing else. I am miserable. If my boss is watching, sorry, I'm miserable at work. Miserable, man. Miserable. Uh, <laughs> when you hear this stuff all the time, like, dude, you're going to make blah, 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 blah. It's like, dude, I don't, I don't even want to hear it. And, like, I'm fucking love it. Yeah. Still driven and hungry. I'm nowhere near what I want. And, like, I, I can see it's it's hard too because there's a lot of snakes in wrestling and it's it's uh, and it's snakes in life and it's hard to like wither through like who actually has good intentions for you you know because I've been beat up so many times it's like I gotta I gotta do what's best for me and at the same time I gotta start caring about me so I'm excited to see where this goes like and this is all for me busting my ass if I can tell anyone else dude people tell me hey I want it I want to hop in the car you know how many times I've driven shows by myself and people are like oh dude I, I uh, my slept through my alarm oh I can't make it oh this I got work in here dude. I don't care. No excuses. Like I have every uh, job that I've ever had. I let them know right off the bat. Hey, I play in a touring band. Hey, right off the bat, I'm a professional wrestler. Um, I will give you the most rec uh, time advance that I can about shows, but sometimes there's going to be last minute things. Uh, but when I'm home, I'll, I will I'll work double shifts for you. I've, I've done it all. I've said it all. Like, and I'm like, I have zero excuses. Um, you know, I broke into the business a little late. I was, uh, let's see, 26, 27 when I started training. I've been wrestling for four years. That's another thing too. Is like people, I've been, I've been on the grind, but now it's like, oh, who's this guy? Like out, out of nowhere, and it's crazy how wrestling works because you do one cool thing and everyone's attention you've been trying to get before and get an, an opportunity from or a chance is like, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. It's it, man. I, I'm sorry. I, I it's we're, a, we're supposed to be talking about the TV title and all this other stuff, and I. Uh, I'm, I'm amped up with you about therapy session. You're gonna have to bill me at the end of it. <laughs> no, no, I just love hearing it because, like, uh, like just remember the other day on the Facebook, I posted a thing about like you know being amped up for 2020 because I don't give a shit anymore and like it's gonna be what I want to do and focus on. But then I get like a uh person from work being like, oh, I saw your Facebook thing, man. Uh, like you want to talk about career progression, like blah blah blah. And it's like deep down in your mind, you're like, yeah, okay, but that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> like it's not. <laughs> It's not there. <laughs> it's get it. Like right now, like I've got that Indeed video that's over. Like I, last time I checked last week, it was at 10.2 million views. 10.2 million. That's insane. So that's right. insane. 
you know? And then all of a sudden the band thing, and now Uproxx like released the post and NWA, it's like all this shit coming at once from some dude who's just like, dude, I was just, just my life was not like this a month ago. I'll tell you that. I'll, like I, I was grinding, I was hungry, but now it's like it, it's it's kind of overwhelming. My phone does not stop. I've, I've like mute, I've muted it on the side. It's just, uh, it's it's insane. It's insane. And like, but I want more. I don't. I'm not happy yet. I'm not nowhere near where I need to be, and where I want to be. You bring it up like the TV title. I want that damn title more than anything on this planet right now. I want that title, and I like. I don't know. But no, no, no. But, but okay. So, so you're like your story, like you drop everything and you just like pursue stuff. I mean, you're talking about you, your pops fastest way to give up on wrestling and stuff. You find music and all of that, and then you just go out on tour. I guess like you just. I was on a 2014 Warp Tour. We were out with like Comeback Kid, uh, Story So Far, Stick to Your Guns, playing in front of like 3,000 people a night up and down the country. The shows are sold out. Like. I, we did it. Like to me, we did it. I was I was very happy. And then I had my buddy John James Ryan Jr. shout out. I was acting like a heel on stage. And okay, Nashville. so so wait, I'm sorry to cut you off, but here's the thing. I've I've heard this story, but I want to know what were you doing? Oh, like, what was what was the what's the actual story here? I'm in Nashville talking about like how this is the worst crowd like ever. Like they they're uh, disrespectful. I don't want them to cheer for our music. Like, dude, I was just having fun. Like, and I mean, we, the crowd was still into it. People were still singing along. Just for the hell of it, you just decided. Like, just for fun. Just for fun. And I'm telling the crowd, like, not to listen to our band anymore. My band's laughing. Like, I'm telling them, don't sing the words. If you sing the words, I'm not going to put the mic in your face. <laughs> like, it was my, it was our drummer's hometown. And I was, uh, we were just having fun, you know? And the tour manager comes up. He's like, I, I swear. Like, he's like, we need to talk at the end of the night. And I was like. Right. Yeah, I was like, oh, we're getting kicked off the tour because <laughs> we were out with Four Year Strong and and we were the new band on the road, like uh, you know, in the opening spot. It's just like, damn it, I think we I think we really fucked up. And, <laughs> fucked it up for us. Yeah, I, was, I ruined it. And uh, he's like, he pulled me aside. He's like, dude, he's like, you need to be a pro wrestler. He's like, I see it right there. And I every update I have, I text him, I call him. He watches everything that I, I do, and he's like. I don't know. It's just crazy because of him pulling me aside. And, and you know, I, I did text Seth Rollins that and everything I said was true. I said, I want you to train me. He said, ha, 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 ha. Are you serious? I said, yes, I'm going to be better than you one day. He said, I'll see you May 1st. Story never changes. That's exactly what the texts were. And, and I moved and packed up my shit, moved to Moline, Illinois. I'd never been there before. And I was one of 12 to be trained by a current WWE champion, which is like never happened in history. There's a few people that wrestle in my class, uh, uh, not on a level that I am, or they're on, they're on their hustle and their grind. A few of them, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Um, but yeah. Well, what makes you go from, you know, you, you said like numb to it all. And then, well, then you're, you're Let me explain it to you this way. It's a drug, dude. It's, it's a drug. The live performance, uh, Heart to heart, being on stage, like wrestling in front of crowds, like in the crowd, thought, dude, it's a drug. You're like nothing else can replace for me. It's I need it. I need that feeling. I need that like those moments. It's what it's what keeps me sane and grounded. And the whole time I, I get to express myself, uh, I get to express the pains that I keep buried inside of myself um, in my art, in my performance. And uh, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing. 
You know, that's that's how I want to make my money. That's how I want to live my life. That's how I want to uh, the world to look at me and remember me. I want to change and impact lives along the way, and that's how I'm going to do it. So we're like a week away from like you getting an album or uh, I guess an EP out there. And- uh, a month. Uh, we're dropping it Valentine's Day. Oh, I, for some reason I was thinking it was January 10th, I guess. Yeah. But uh, oh, um, January 10th, our, our our stuff comes on Spotify. Um, we had a little hiccup there, so the stuff will uh, uh, the single will be released on Spotify. We got a single following up in the few weeks, a, another one, a second one, and then we'll release the whole record on Valentine's Day. Heart to hearts, heartbreaker. Oh, that makes sense. On Valentine's, right. yeah, yeah. No, I like it. But what what are what? How do you compare the two things? Like, I mean, is there one? Do you, do you have a preference, or do you just like my name is wrestling? Um, and there's nothing against my dudes, but uh, there was a point in time where we had a lot of fill-ins coming in on tour. Um, I'm sending out all the emails. I'm ordering the merch. I'm doing. I'm talking the booking. I'm I'm getting the van ready. I'm doing this, and like no one was really pulling their weight. And I feel that we could have done a whole lot more. Like, yeah, we did a lot of cool shit, but we I feel like we could have done a whole lot more if uh, everyone was able to pull their weight. So I was like, hey, I'm going to go give this pro wrestling thing a try. And what I love about it most is I can rely on myself to get myself where I need to be. I know myself. Is that, is that why you, like, there was like a pause between like, what you're doing now? I started wrestling, and uh, I was living in Illinois. The band was in California. And, I mean, we were demoing and doing stuff back and forth. But, like, I wasn't seeing the drive. It wasn't, like, it wasn't as fun as it was, you know, like, having all these replacements coming in. Yeah, they were my friends, but, like, the band just – everything just started changing so much. And uh, even now, we've got a completely different band. I was just talking to my fiancé about this last night. Um, and it's still fun for me. I still want to make music. I always want to make music. Music is a huge part of my life, and I will continue to do that um, throughout my life. But I really enjoy wrestling, and wrestling is my main gig. I, I let the, bo- uh, the boys in the band know that right now. Um, I let the record label know that before we had signed that um, – you know, they were asking for X amount of touring time, and I let them know that, I'm sorry, but Zicky Dice is my main priority right now. Um, so I really want to keep options open for that. I, and I feel like something is coming. I don't know what, when, but I feel like something, there's a, a reason why I keep doing this and sacrificing all these crazy days and nights. But, uh, I mean, it almost seems like destiny. I mean, like you, 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 you almost, like started out like this should have been your thing you tried to get rid of it you tried to go to music and 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 you've been successful at music which just speaks to your hustle but then the fact that you know how to wrestle right now comes from i mean seth rollins liked your band right so it almost seems like that was just like always there like it's just like going to keep impressing like on your life like it's going to keep forcing itself in or something I've been uh, talking to him a lot lately. Uh, you know, I, I, I pick his brain. That's the best part about like coming from Black and Brave. You know, is that that's always there. Um, you know, I send him every cool thing. I got some other cool things coming up. I can't talk about yet, but I send him all like uh, character ideas and directional ideas. It's like, dude, this outlandish thing is like just a year old. Like, we, I just started having fun with it and like getting crazier with it. You know, I said, I've said the word at the gym once and that's what started this whole like movement, this character shift and change. Uh, yeah. So it's been interesting and I'm just very grateful of the support team around me. And, uh, well, talk to me like about that. Like what, what made you, cause I, okay. So I went back and I watched Tim storm and 
I, I honest to God did not even know, you know, like I, I somebody was like, you, you know, he was he like wrestled Tim Storm in his first match in uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood at the beginning of the NWA. And I've done podcasts like going all the way back. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, there he is. Like he's there. I, I think they've even got your name spelled Zicky Dicey or something like that on there. I don't. But, it happens. A lot of people call me Ziggy and everything. Rollins called me Ziggy for a while. I didn't correct him, but it's okay. But uh, I mean, like that that guy, that dude is a is a totally different dude than you seem like now. Almost. Yeah, and, and he yeah. is in real life. Um, I've uh, shifted my whole life around. I mean, I was like still on my fitness journey, working hard on that uh, every day, and I was just. You know, I, I needed something. You know, I wanted to take wrestling more serious. I just, we just want to be everybody else. You know, and I, I was already traveling and hopping in the cars and doing what I need to. But I, I like, I wanted the flights. So I wanted to be in that next level. Like I saw what people had around me, and I was like, I want that. And like, I, I just knew that like I wasn't given any opportunities to talk. And I know that's one of my like strong suits. You know, so you can just kind of kind of sit and wait for the right time. I'm not going to go up and like beg for opportunities. That's not my. That, that's not my type. I, I would rather prove myself. So, yeah. So I just started, like I said, this all comes in with the not giving a shit part too. You know, it was like trying new things in the ring and trying to uh, work, work in different styles and, and doing different things. Um, so the blonde hair to the family pack and all of that, it's just like experimentation. Like Oh yeah. Yeah. That's like, I want to rock. I've been rocking the fanny pack for a long time. I've been doing things for a long time that a lot of other, I see other people kind of bite on, but because I was a smaller guy, I'm not going to mention any names there either. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like I wanted, you know, the bleach bond mullet. Um, I don't wear my knee pads on my knees, and I and I know that drives some pr- people nuts, and I don't give a shit. Uh, I wanted, you know, the pink fanny pack in my, and I went and pierced my ear for the character, and yeah, I grow out my hair, and I work in a super nice uh, building in, in Palo Alto that I, you know, I set up, and I have to look. I, this is what I look like every day, you know. I, I've dedicated myself to Zicky Dice. And to experimenting along the way just so I can stand out and be different because I am. Yeah, I mean, but do you think what, what drives – I mean, you mentioned the, the like, crowd and stuff like that. But what what do you think – I? because I've, I've had Storm and Aldis and, like, these guys on here. And I always, I'm always interested in people because it's like – like I said, it's just clicking with me. But it's like, can you think of, like, why you just decided, like, oh, fuck it. Like, I'm just – I'm – doing this thing and it's going to happen there's just little things like people from my hometown like that i've known some elementary school or like uh, uh you know they're like when i see you on stage or when i see you like performance like you're not it's not like you or the person we've known our whole life or like for instance the old special ed class i, I used to work in they're obsessed with zicky dice and they watch zicky dice every day on youtube and i don't even work in the classroom anymore and i have to facetime the class because some kids get so sad and they miss me so much. Like, that's why, that's why I do this. Because I posted a clip the other day. Um, I wrestled for 5CC wrestling this, like, five-sided ring, and I'd never been there, and I'm in the main event. And, like, by the end of the match, like, when I first got there, three to seven people knew who I was. By the end of the match, I posted this clip, and it's just, like, the whole crowd is going nuts. Like, and I was able to catch it. Like, my goal is give me a crowd any size, and I will make them my bitch. Like, I will – capture everyone and that that's why like I, let me prove myself let me prove it to the world that just like i said some normal kid like who's been dragged through the mud you know, i don't know i feel like that's almost cliche sounding but like i've hurt i've had a lot of hurt and a lot of people like 
writing on this that like I'm doing this for, you know, it's not just for me. It's a prove to people I haven't even met yet, you know, that it, that it can happen. So whenever this slows down, it comes to an end that I'm doing public speaking, I'm motivating others to like, just go and chase your dream. No, no matter what that is. I don't know. That's why I do it. Nothing else seems to make sense. So that's the best I've got. No, I, I love it. It's just, it's just that you went to like such a crazy level of like that. My wife's watching you on NWA power. And she's like, he keeps screaming outlandish. <laughs> like it's he's either, driving me crazy. Like you know, like it, are you're in or you're in? Are you doing this or you're not? You know, like so I decided to do it. I decided to. I'm gonna travel the country. I'm gonna go wrestle in South Korea. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go and do this. I'm gonna do, do that. Like yes. You got well, this nice thought on power where you're like, what is going on in the crotch of those pants? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That mouth. Like yeah, I got my tongue. Yeah, I can. Yeah, my tongue like reaches all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> like, face on my gear. <laughs> I don't know, man. I love it now. Like as I look back, I'm like, God, oh, this is no, it works. I mean, it's you so stood cool. out. But, like, if it's a trip to see because no one knows me, you know. So like, you see what the internet has to say about you and judge, like, or even like myself wrestling, like anything I do, it's like, dude, no one knows me. And it's so great, you know. It's so, it's so great. And then because uh, I, I want to keep the two separated. There's Zicky Dice and there's Nick. Um, my fiance said Zicky Dice is not invited to the bachelor party or the wedding. So that's, that's, you know, how we, how we balance I love that. that. There's like two different parts. Where's the magic come into that? Like how did, how did magic happen? Cause dude, I watched you, uh, dude, you just uh, like blow up. <laughs> magic. I love magic. I've always been entertainment magic. I got Harry Houdini tattooed right here. Um, I just always, it, it, when I was a kid, just, uh, I remember going to Vegas, my family, like going to a magic show or just like a, a magic uh, hustler on the street and like. That's kind of what I wanted Zicky Dice to be like. First, it was like uh, almost a Gambit type vibe, but then you got my boy Ace Austin who does that way better, right? Now, I mean, Ace Austin got in the ring once; it was pretty sick. He busted out his card, and I have this, and I made it float for everyone. Dude, that was sick as that was sick as hell. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Like, and I just wanted I wanted to incorporate that. What? So, what's gonna make me different in the ring, right? Oh, no one's doing magic tricks, so why don't I do magic tricks? I mean, we WF had tried that before. Um, but I'm once again, it's all in the way you deliver things. And it's, I was it's, about to say they, they did it in a weird way. I remember. Yeah, I, oh, I love it though, dude. It's like, <laughs> I, love it. I love it. I can't even deny. It. I love it. But it started getting hard because it's hard to fool a 360 degree crowd, right? You have people all the way around you. And not to mention, I have a lot of jackasses in the back. I don't know why people put their hands on my magic tricks while I'm wrestling in the ring, but I've had tricks broken over because people are curious about how things work. So how are you going to do that? Well, I'm out wrestling, go mess with one of his tricks and we'll figure out. So, and they get expensive too, but I haven't, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll tell Dave Marquez one of these days I started taking magic lessons or Billy Corgan. We'll see what happens. Oh, we're going to talk about Billy in just a second. I, uh, my favorite line from your, uh, Twitch was, uh, (laughs) You were talking about you could live to be 300. The guy's like, well, do you have plans for that? And you said, uh, well, I'm going to be still wearing that TV title, and I'll also have the 10 pounds of pink. And I popped for that. Like, <laughs> it's like the 10 pounds of pink. And I told Adam that. I was like, you got to listen to this. He's got, he's talking about the 10 pounds of pink, and he's like, I fucking love that guy. <laughs> I do not remember saying any of that. <laughs> uh, I don't remember saying any of that, but like, as soon as I said the 10 pounds of pink thing, I was like, dude, that's going to be, I mean, that's going to be the drive. It's always pink, pink everything. 
interesting. Well, well, I mean, but then there's also this thing on uh, what to get the 10 pounds of gold and turn it into 10 pounds of pink. You're also like you had a petition online for like best mid card wrestler in the world. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I've done some crazy things. Like, I used to be, yeah, so I had this whole thing. I was, like, ragging on myself driving one day. I was like, dude, why? Like, trying to figure out why I can't get bookings. I was like, dude, I'm, like, the best mid-card wrestler in the world. It was more of a rag on myself, you know? And yeah. then I had a conversation with uh, Danny Daniels from AEW. He's like, he's like, are you cool with that title? He's like, because I'll, if you want it, that's exactly what you are. And I was like, well, shit. You know, he's all, that's what you're going to claim. That's what you are. So that petition I put together was to get an AEW's uh, Battle Royal to start. And then I kept rolling with just doing outlandish stuff. So uh, the petition was fun. It worked. But then I got a billboard that I put outside of uh, 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 All Out, was it? I saw that, yeah. I I bought my own billboard and it said All Outlandish Zicky Dice. And I launched my website that day. That's fucking great, man. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, I've I loved it. And just doing little things like that, and that's what I mean by not giving a shit. You know, I've had people, I won't even say who, but they're like, oh, he doesn't have the money to come train with me, but he has the money to go spend it on a billboard. you damn right I do. you damn right I do. Because <laughs> I'm not going to pay for any more tryouts. I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to waste my money like that. I'd rather invest in myself, and I don't need your, 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 your opinion because everyone has their own route. Everyone has their own road, and a, a lot of people have doubted my route and my road, and I've stuck to it. And uh, you know, I made some mistakes along the way, but you learn. That's that's what you do when you grow. Um, yeah. So the billboard was crazy. That helped out. Just little things from there, and then like, like landing the Indeed video, just all the stuff like slowly, slowly, slowly coming together. And now it's like uh, it says something, man. It says something. I mean, that that you're taking this path, and then and then. Well, I mean, you know you're right on, on this part of it because, I mean, Billy Corgan and Dave Lagana pull you aside and they invite you in. I knew, dude, I don't know uh, your previous look, if it would have been the same way or not, but I saw you the first, I don't know, I think you were there on the pay-per-view night, weren't you, uh, at Into the Fire? Yeah, I feel like I saw you peek in the door at one point and I was like, should I know that guy? I don't, I don't think I know that guy. With respect, obviously, but I saw you then afterwards, and I was like, "Well, that guy is somebody. I don't know who that guy is, but he is—he is someone." And then, of course, as the TV tapings rolled around, we got a good taste of what that was. But I mean, and and since then, you're like the most requested person we get, like to talk to. Like they're—they're they're like, "You gotta. What are you gonna talk to Zicky Dice? So you gotta get him on here." It's so crazy to like. I don't even have like a secure spot at the NWA, you know, um, I'm at the bottom of the totem pole and I really, really want to be there. Um, so we said, uh, we have a talk after these next set of tapings, but you win the title, then I guess they have have to keep me around. Right. Hell yeah, they do. But, but you know, that's the thing I I think, and, and obviously I do not work for the NWA. I'm doing a podcast about it, but I believe that those guys genuinely appreciate talent. They rolled in there with guys like Nick Aldis and Eli Drake, who were commodities that were uh, they were sure of. And and maybe Nick, over time, it took you know like that he carried that that title with promise. But I think when Thunder Rosa walked in there, you know, I haven't confirmed this with Lagana when he was on the podcast. The Thunder Rosa didn't have any major plans, but when she walked out the first night. That she came back and they're like, all right, well, 
we'll talk because we got to rethink this. It, and it's the same with Trevor Murdoch, I think. And it's yeah, it's super cool. Like I saw someone commented, like I don't know, a few comments have really stuck with me. It's it's so humbling to see. And like I always have, like I want to, I want people to approach me. I want to be on someone's YouTube show or their podcast or their interview. I want to help everybody out. That's my promise. Is I because I remember grinding, dude, grinding. Like and I'm still grinding. So I want to help everybody out next to me. But this one stuck with me. It's like NWA doesn't know the gem that just fell in their pocket that is Zicky Dice. And it's true. What David and, and, and Billy know about me, and yeah, even Dave a little bit from Championship Brothers in Hollywood was like, David and Billy were like, oh, man, he's got a cool mullet and earring and, and pink glass and a fanny pack. Let's, let's give him a shot. But they don't know anything that I just told you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, there's still so much more and so much – and now it's like, dude, I got to pace myself, Goose Raba, and like be ready to release the beast that is outlandish Zicky Dice. You know, it's like, well, I'm not I'm not here trying to blow smoke up your ass. But I mean, and, and I'm also not trying to claim I've got any pull or any sway or anything like that. But I mean, I have DM'd with Lagana multiple times and, and like, no, it, 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 it was with Murdoch, Thunder Rosa and you. When I saw that, I was like, DM it would be like, dude. Come on. Like, who knew? Who knew there was, like, people? Because you look at AEW and you look at, like, WWE, like, not even counting, like, NXT. And and you just look at all of the shit out there. And and even ROH and Impact. And you just start counting all the stuff and you're like, there's nobody left. Like, who have you got? And then I'm watching NWA Power, who I'm behind 100%. Like, I want NWA to succeed. And I'm like, you guys are fucking killing it like i was like there are people you're finding them there are these people like i watch you guys walk out and i'm like damn it that's another dude that and you're giving them a platform that like maybe they would have you know just being like a, a segment with pope and like and, and wrestling cw anderson and sal like it's, what the hell like you know like <laughs> for me like going in day one i honestly I, i'll tell you what i'll here it is the truth I text I text Royce Isaacs and I said, "Yo, dude." I said, "What's going on?" I'm pretty sure I'm going over there and I'm going to be losing to somebody, you know? Like, what's the point? And then what? What the hell? He's like, you're like, eight segments. I need a promo here. Like, I need you here. I'm just like, Buck, let's go, you know? Like, yeah. And 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 that's my brain playing tricks on me, right? And that and that's how that's how my brain is. Like, and I, you know, I even talked to Maureen about this. Like, my brain beats me up and tells me things otherwise. So I'm like trying to prove my, myself wrong always you know i'm trying to surprise myself always and uh, uh i feel nwa's uh style wrestling i i love you know and i and I, i've been saying this like since i've been working around the indies is like is what i do still works and that's why like i don't need to be doing no crazy backflips off of things and like injuring myself i got injured for a while and it sucks they're like off of something stupid like yeah yeah i got paid 20 bucks that night and do something stupid to get the crowd's reaction. Like the crowd's not there with you for four months when you're in your bed by yourself. I like, can't even laugh or breathe. You know what I'm saying? Like, so and this is all part of the not giving a shit and, and, and evolving and changing. Like, dude, I love ravishing Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect, Rick, the model Martel. Like those are my like hands down favorites. Sean and Mike. the business needs these people. Yeah. Like, and it's like, Oh, that style's not going to work. You'll never do that. No, me, no, it's always worked. It's always worked. Let me play off my strong shoes. Let me be that rock star character, you know, like that bigger than life aura. You know, you sat there like when you said like you saw me in the suit. I got in trouble when I went to NXT. It reminded me of a story. I was supposed to be somewhere. Once again, not saying names. I was supposed to be somewhere. And 
um, I had to pay a bill on my phone, right? So I set an alarm, and they're like, Zicky, we need you to go with all the other extras. I was like, all right, cool. So I'm standing outside, and this dude's like, oh, excuse me. He's like, who are you? He's like, I saw you at Raw and SmackDown uh, Monday, Tuesday in California. Now you're here in Florida. He's like, do you work here? I was like, no, sir. He's like, he's like well, I'm a producer. He's like, I like your look. And this dude's like, Zicky, come with me. He's like, you can't stop and talk to the producers. Wrong place, wrong time this time, right? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> So you're just like, hang your head like, dude, I've, I've, I've literally been doing everything I can. And I have this whole thing like when I'm out in public, I, I want people to see Zicky Dice, right? What's going to make the character larger than life is people seeing this guy like he's somebody. You know, Gabe Sapolsky talks about the airport test. Can you pass the airport test? I want you to come with me to the airport next time we go. You can drop me off and walk me to the gate and watch how many people stare at me, dude. Last time I went to NWA, I showed up in my suit with the pink sparkle, sparkle shoes, pink fanny pack on, pink suitcase. I do it all. Do I pass the airport test? I am the damn airport test. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I want to set the level for the guys. I want to be the first black and brave student who signs a contract so I can show everyone else who went to the school like, hey, it can happen. I want people. I, I want to show people like, dude, what? just do it. Just do it. Was Seth Rollins really there all the time? Like, was he was he training? Hundred like- percent. And um, he's even there more now. Okay, so a lot of people get this all the time. Like, oh yeah, you went to black and brave, but Seth Rollins is never there. Bullshit. He gets in the ring with you. He's hit me. I've done, you know, uh, drugs with him. You can pick his brain every damn night. Uh, he's there for you. So when we were there, um, they didn't have the facility that they have now. We were running out of QC CrossFit in the Quad Cities. So we had to set up and tear down the ring every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, back then, Rollins was working Raw on Monday, SmackDown on Tuesday. So Tuesdays, you have Merrick, Brave, and Crotch with a K at, at training. And then Wednesday, Thursday, you have all three. Uh, you're doing CrossFit in between. Um, so there's CrossFit Jesus. So it's a mandatory you do, that you take CrossFit classes in between and on top of your workouts before and after training. It was hands down one of the hardest things I've ever done. But I knew if I was going to get the money together and I was going to do this, I was going to take it serious um, and uh, and make it happen. And and I wanted to. I, I had a really cool moment a, a few weeks ago, right before like NWA thing. Um, he had found out about it, and uh, it was a whole. I remember talking to a buddy of mine, Matt Cage, and like that it wasn't until like he was about towards the end of his career that like his trainer had said that he was proud of him, and that's what he always wanted. Um, and that's what I always wanted. I always wanted to prove him wrong and let him know that I wasn't going to take it serious. I wasn't some dude just coming from the van, some rock star lifestyle, and, and was just going to joke my way through it. And he texted me when he found out about NWA. He's like, I'm proud of you. And that, dude, that was probably the coolest moment in my whole entire life you know it's like to me everything else is just a bonus like i just i don't know so that was a really cool moment just to like have that and like have that like validation you know and there's been a time where uh there's old tweets like he's tweeted about me twice before kids grind and check him out and posted like this old promo video i did i think it's on youtube i'm like junkie doing magic tricks that we did uh um so that's been cool to see you know when i, I be honest you can ask everyone i thought he hated me for a long time it's been very cool just just be the one to like set set the stage you know and like set the bar for everybody else around me like and and, and everyone can hop in and do it with me that's that's the thing is like i'm so welcoming that like i want people to make it with me and around me i want to see others succeed you know i want to see others come up with me i want everyone to be happy that's awesome so he uh i'm sure he did he run that by randy orton because i uh <laughs> that is cool <laughs> It just, I, I ran across some things about that. So. To him, I'm the biggest disgrace in professional wrestling. So, 
I, I didn't I didn't actually go look at the video, but it was something you did in like a botch video or something. Dude, it was on WrestleBotch. Like, homie's hitting my head on the apron. He lets me go. I keep hitting my head on the apron, and he, he turns and he pops me in the face. Like, dude, old spot that's been around forever, forever. And I just happened to be a fucking disgrace. Like Stone Cold commented too. He's like, "My God, that town had a family, you know." But it wasn't good fun. Randy decided just to be an asshole. So I did a whole week of uh, um, trolling Randy on my um, Instagram live stories, and he didn't respond. But they were pretty good. <laughs> he can't get it everywhere. That's that's all right. You, you you just keep the hustle up. All right, Zicky, I have. I have two more questions that I got to ask you, like listener questions, because they're they're ready for you. They they you got a shit ton, so I'm going to try to brush through these. Want to be appreciative of your time, but yeah. I do want to say two things that I heard off of your. I, I keep referencing the Twitch interview because his name just escaped me for some reason. I only only know him as the standing streamer or something like that, and uh, and so. He said, uh, you know, he, he just put your interview up on YouTube and like, so he'd been talking to me about what we were doing and we've been talking back and forth. And I was like, oh shit, well, like I'm, I'm talking to Zicky tonight, you know? And, and I was like, I don't want to feel like I'm like crapping on your thing. So I was like, I promise I'll mention you. So you talked about one thing, uh, you call your fiance chicken. I was curious about why that is. <laughs> Yeah, I call her chicken. Uh, there's like little chicken things around the house. Our cake, we had uh, chicken things. How, how did that start? <laughs> I did like her so- soyaki chicken one night. Uh, we just started like hanging out again. And I, like most of my friends have nicknames. I call them something or other. And we just started chicken. She calls me chicken. My phone, if you hear that, it's like her t- <laughs> It's so everything chicky this, chicken this, or it, it's so chickens, chickens what it is. Now I'm, that's what's to me for the rest of our lives. All right, I'll accept it. <laughs> it happens, you uh, know, just you just keep going with it. I'm sorry, that's the crazier story I wish there was, but <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's it's funny. Like I mean, the more we talk, I'm like, like I would have never guessed I would relate to you on so many levels. But here's another one that I just wanted to bring up with you that I just. As I was listening to that show, I wanted to jump in and be like, no, dude, listen, uh, you talked about with that guy, he was talking about his three daughters and, and you were talking about you worried about being infertile. Let me tell you something. It's, that's a legit thing. I, uh, my wife and I, so we, we've started trying to have kids and, and like, and, and it just wasn't happening right at first and stuff and not to delve all deep into that, but it's like, all of a sudden I'm having to go and do these like fertility tests. And I'm like, God damn it. Am I infertile? And have I never known? Because I have been through a lot of panic situations. And if I had never known, <laughs> then I never had to worry. <laughs> so I just wanted to jump in and be like, I think this is where he's trying to head to. And it's like, no, I'm like, I swear to God, if I find out, I was like, because I have stressed myself out so much, yeah. so many times. Yeah, like, that, I mean, that is a fear. It crossed my mind. Like, I mean, here I am getting married. Like, a goal of mine is to start a family. I've always wanted to have a family on my own. It's just like, well, shit. You know, of course I would adopt them. We've even talked about doing that already. Uh, but it's like, am I infertile? Like, am I? Like, I haven't even done a test. I should probably do that now, and I'm not getting any younger. Right. Yeah. No, that's exactly how it was. I was like, if I find out I'm infertile now. Anyway, the one last thing I, I do have to ask you this because you did say 
Uh, oh God, there's so many questions I could ask you, man. But you, uh, you knew who the Smashing Pumpkins were, but you were more interested in the shapeshifters, and I thought that was very nice. The only other person I've seen bring that shit up is like Josephus of one of the Ten Pounds of Gold videos. So, so you're like into aliens and all of that stuff. That's like yeah, your jam. I got a UFO tattooed right there. Um, I got like another UFO tattoo on my leg. I, Lady doesn't like me watching alien stuff. Um, so, so late at night because I freak myself out. But yeah, me and my brother, dude, alien this, alien that. So like when I told my brother when I first started working with the NWA, he's like Billy Corgan. He's like, dude, he's all he's seen a shapeshifter with his own eyes, and I was all no way. So we got into that, and I started looking that up. It's like, of course I know who Billy Corgan is. Of course I know who the Smashing Pumpkins is. That's our guitar player uh, favorite band, you know? Right. Uh, Dude, but I, whenever that conversation happens, I will be very excited to have it. I can't. I am, I'm just going to be interested if it happens. Like, I, I feel like I don't know if he ever just like brings it up. Like, know, you know? I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to go asking for it, but I feel like, uh, I don't know, maybe the time will come and we can have our alien talks, you know? I'm like, are you a flat earther? No. no. Okay. All right. I'm not either. I just, I, was just I did curious. look into it and I did, I did give it a chance, but no. I was I was listening to Jericho's podcast, who I know you've been having like a little rivalry with. He said before on one of his podcasts, and it's like I, a lot of people were like, "Of course, like wrestling and music," and be like, "Oh, Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho." It's like, dude, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I think I don't know. I think it'd be a lot of fun to sit down and have a conversation with him. He had he had a dude on recently that was uh and I and I think you guys should have the conversation, but yeah, he had a guy on that was like this flat earther and. And I listened to it because I was just like, I literally had had the conversation at a bar like a week before with someone where I'm like, oh, this is such bullshit. And uh, I started listening to that guy. I was like, all right, man, maybe I'll go check out some of your links. I don't know. But I still, it just seems ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, like, uh, I also listen to a lot of time travel stuff. Um, I'm very interested in that as well. Time travel drives me nuts. It drives yeah. me crazy. The thing is, from what I've gathered, my information is apparently by the year 2028, uh, that's when time travel will be released to the public. So if that happens in 2028, I guess all these podcasts I've listened to. All right. I mean, we're time travel. <laughs> I guess. I guess. But how do they know? It just – time travel movies, like we, we did a whole month. Like I do another podcast that is strictly like movies, and we did a month of time travel movies just so that they could – like screw with me and it was just because time travel always just it irritates me especially in movies like looper or something and yeah. uh and like terminator i'm like all right well you're cutting up the young dude now and his older versions losing limbs but he would have always had no limbs like it doesn't make yeah, any sense time, dude. you can't go back and mess with time I don't know, like, it's like, shift through the bullshit, you know? It's like, oh, this is a load of shit. But some of them, like you said, dude, some of them are like, all right, you know? All right. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I don't know if I believe, but all right. So we'll find out in 2028. Man, it's been a lot of fun talking to you, dude. I am uh, going to try to uh, not hold you up much longer. So I'm going to ask you, because we did put it out, and sometimes it hits and sometimes it doesn't. With you, it hit. A lot of people have asked a lot of fucking questions, so I'm going to ask them all. Or or at least most of them if they don't seem ridiculous. James William Lawrence said, I work with special needs people as a second job. Tell Zicky thank you for me for what he does in the field. 
Yeah, and does he think it'll hinder him as a heel because people are going to love him once they find out? That's that's for Zicky to decide. I'm sure Zicky will always find a way to piss somebody off. That's what he does best. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens when I win that TV title. I guess we just go from there. I guess you just got to keep watching the show, right? I guess that's all I'm going to say. I need you versus Trevor Murdoch. That's what I need. That's that's what I want to see. Although I don't envy your position being in that matchup because Trevor Murdoch looks like he he hurts. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it'll hurt, but. I wouldn't mind knocking a few more of his teeth out, so. Whoa! <laughs> Jay Hillams, Hillams writes, who are some of your influences as far as your look, style, mannerisms? Oh, man. Rick the Model Martel, Mr. Perfect, uh, Ravishing Rick Rude. It, it, you know, it's funny. Like, I've been getting a lot of, like, the Rip Rogers stuff lately, and I never watched most of his stuff, or Adrian Street, like, I'm watching a lot of that lately, just trying to throw that we in. We got it's, Eddie Gilbert, like, multiple yeah, times. Yeah, I, got, I saw that a lot, so I've been throwing that in the mix. Like, all right, all right, let's go, let's go. And I take those as compliments. It's like, thank you. Oh, yeah, I don't think I've seen anybody say it as, like, a, a disparaging remark. They're just all like, uh, oh, my God, Eddie Gilbert's back. <laughs> and someone said, when did DDP stop doing yoga? That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. That's so good. So good. I appreciate it. Hey, listen, man, I got a I got an episode of NWA Power coming up at some point where Nick Aldis says, shut up, fat boy. So I'm going to have to deal with that. <laughs> I'm going to have to just accept it that he was he was talking to me. <laughs> 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 Let's see. Uh, Turbo asks, how did your band start? And what's your history with being so damn rad? Is that Ric Flair? This is Ric Flair. This is my dog, Ric Flair. The nation. Oh, my God. Hey, Ric Flair. Tag. Tag. Good boy. Woo! Yes, this is, this is Ric Flair. Um, I, my band started off uh, in my mom's garage and other mom's garages and with a bunch of high school buddies. We didn't even know what the hell we were doing and um, kind of pieced together from there. And then uh, I was in local bands and um, heart to heart, I kind of started, I picked a top, the top prospects from all these local bands and made well, what was heart to heart um that's kind of started history of being rad i'm really not that rad that's just what uh it looks like i'm just a normal normal schmuck uh just trying to get his way through life so uh i guess you too can be rad everyone can be rad i think everyone's rad i, uh, I agree with you but what did what did you like with your band i'm curious too um you guys did like sound fucking awesome i i love it like i i heard insufferable and that was the first thing i'd ever heard from you uh just being honest but uh i loved it and so i all day today i've been like jamming out to some heart to heart on spotify so i know that obviously you're into like alkaline trio yeah i got and- a tattoo uh, i love uh the starting line get up kids i got tickets for one of my favorites in two weeks poison the wells doing the 20th anniversary so I'm into like heavy stuff as well. Um, what's what's the label they were all on at one point? It was uh, that was uh, um, Trust Kill. Maybe maybe it was Trust Kill. I have a DVD over here of like the videos of like Gilk is a starting line and like all these people. Drive through like the drive drive through. God yeah. damn, that's yeah. it. Yeah, sorry, I just got got too excited because <laughs> drive through. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Holy shit! Do you ever listen to Fitch? Oh, dude, I love Fitch. I, oh, I love my it. God. That's one of my favorite. I, I mean, there's only like two albums, I guess, technically. Dude, like two full. 
story. Uh, my first warp tour, I saw Finch, and I went up and asked him for their autographs. I was 15 years old, and they were like, "Dude, I don't mean to sound like an asshole, but if you hang here, I'll come and like sign it for you in a minute." I was like, "All right." I waited 45 minutes, dude. I was like, "Damn it!" I was like, "All bummed." A fucking a homie comes up. He's like, "Yeah, come with me." Brought me in the back to like barbecue and kick it with Finch, and then lo and behold, we go and play with them in Texas. And Finch like catches our like. Um, they were playing like inside, we were outside, and they came and catch our send. They were like, dude, your band is so sick. I was like, really? Because if it wasn't for your band, like, I, I wouldn't, you know, like, dude, Finch was one of my all time faves. We used to cover a Finch song. Damn it. I was so, like, nervous about bringing that up because I thought you would be like, no, I don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> we did on one tour, we covered Finch to Stay With Me. And, Damn it. That's like, so cool. The drummer Dustin Papas did sound for our band once in Temecula, California, and I was like, "Dude, your band's so sick!" I was like, "Marking out," and I was like, "Dude, sick." That's, that's that is a band I've always been like, man, they're so underrated. Like, I love, I love like the U's, the you know, of course, like yeah, hell yeah. All right, all right. Well, ah, damn it, I'm gonna have to cheer for you now, I guess. Dude, I'm an undercover emo. Like, I love <laughs> that music. I can't wait for like the rest of the record. Yeah, like it's a little different from most of our stuff, but I'm really excited. Like it's been five years since we're releasing any music, so it's like it's pretty exciting stuff. And we're about to get get ready to gear up in the studio and do another record. What I don't know if I'm supposed to say that yet, but we are. So um, well, we like exclusives. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. That's it. You're here first. Sweet. <clears throat> That's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, like literally, when I heard Insufferable, the first thought that came to my mind was like, I love this. I love this like I loved Finch. Like I, I, and I was like, that's not gonna make any sense to anybody, especially <laughs> in this year of our Lord 2020. It will not make sense to anyone. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, now I feel redeemed. Thank you for that. Speaking of which, Adam Rotella, uh, by esteemed co-host, uh, asks, what does Mr. Dice think the year 2000 will look like? This, this must be a thing you get a lot because a lot of these questions were like. So far away. <laughs> we don't even know if Ziggy Dash will make it to next Tuesday, so we'll go. Uh, we'll go day by day. <laughs> and uh, this person says, uh, "Well, this is the standing streamer." He says, "Since you're a trendsetter, what trends do you see coming?" I can't. Did you laugh? She, she says fanny pack. Chicken says fanny pack. I, I'm gonna, I've got a lot of things coming. And you never know. I could say one thing off the top of my head, and then next thing you know, like, it works. Tr- like some hammer pants or something. This is 2020. Like, it, I mean, I haven't even got to wear all my suits yet out there. I haven't got to, like, I'm, we're just, hold on. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. There's plenty of Zicky to go around for everybody. I'm going to ask this just because this person asked at the night lap, and he was super cool to us at the tapings. He said, when I heard you had a band, I thought it was going to sound like Dawkins or Rat, but it doesn't. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, I, I, Zicky Dice does have another band. Um, uh, it's, a, it's a cover band, a cover hair metal band. Uh, so if the whole wrestling thing and TV title doesn't work out, I'm just going to go back and do that. The bar's this is a legit question, and it's a, one you should seriously consider. Dave Scooby asks, will Zicky Fanny Packs be available to buy at the pay-per-view and tapings? Um, they, we've actually had them ready to go for a minute. There's a few things coming out. Yes, uh, yeah, I mean, I have to text my buddy, call my boys, call my, and we'll see what – they're coming. Everything's coming. Earrings, everything's coming, all the goodies. 
All right. Got that's... Socks right now, I got sandals, I got lighters, I got sunglasses. I've got. You sold me, bro. On like when I went to your site and I saw that you had like pool sliders, I was like, this fucking guy. <laughs> like I was like, this is this is it. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, what's gonna make you stand out? Is doing things different from everybody else. Yeah, I was down. Uh, I I will ask you this because we did get multiple questions about your match with Tim Storm. Did you foresee like how this would go? Like, were what what were you thinking during that time? Like, <laughs> did it even matter to you? Like, did you like? So I had uh, no. I, I mean, yes, it did. And I, I was like surprised that I was picked, you know, to uh, to do that. And I was like, whoa, this is really cool. Um, but I didn't know what was gonna unfold after. And I don't even know if like everyone. I don't even know if Billy knows or that that was me. I think David knows that that was me. Like, um, it, it's just, I don't know. It's mind-blowing. Like, things have changed so much since then. And just to see, like, here we are. And, and Tim's always been really nice to me. I've ran into him a few times. You know, he's come to Championship Wrestling Hollywood. He's like, your body's looking great. I can tell you're working hard. Like, it's good to see you again. He pulled me aside. He's like, hey, I want you to know I, I really, I really enjoyed our match together. Like, I, I watched it back, and, and everyone was real happy with it. And then I see it being used on the NWA clip, and I was like, oh, shit. You know, I was like, oh, shit, that's me. And then uh, just to watch things, like, kind of spiral out, and here we are. It's just, I don't know, it's just exciting, man. It's exciting, like, Anyone watching, like, feel free to follow my journey. I'm everywhere, Instagram, Twitter, all that. I love posting the, the stuff behind the scenes. It's, like, what makes it fun, you know? And, uh, I, I mean, that's what makes it fun. I don't know what's coming next. Who knows? Uh, but we'll see. All right, man. I'm going to try to breeze through these. Uh, what is the greatest playing card? I got that question. Do you have a preference on playing card? It's the King of Hearts. Yeah, I, if I'm doing magic predominantly, I will use the King of Hearts. I have the King of Hearts tattooed on my neck and, and the Queen of Hearts, and one of the two. King, King or Queen of Hearts. Have you ever been to a Smashing Pumpkins concert? Do you have a favorite Smashing Pumpkins song? We did go to a Smashing Pumpkins concert. Um, it was my, September 2nd. We went for... No, wasn't that wasn't that day? That's my birthday, but we went for my birthday weekend. Uh, anyways, yes, we went and saw me and my buddy Levi Shapiro and our ladies. Chicken was there. We went and saw the Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, I, I work for this uh, catering company here in the Bay Area, and uh, my boss for my birthday gave me VIP tickets to Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, so, yeah, I saw them this past September. It was actually the last night of their tour, if I'm not mistaken, in Mountain View, California. My favorite song by the Smashing Pumpkins is Today. Today. That makes sense. Uh, Zicky is getting married. What is the cake topper? Chickens, I think. I think we're going to do... Is that what we're saying? We're going to just talk about a chicken something. I don't know, two chickens being inappropriate. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> how much do you spend on outlandish suits? Oh, too much. I just I just got a brand new suit for, uh, the pay-per-view. So, uh, hopefully I don't have to be suited up. But, uh, yeah, you'll see. You'll see. Do you know this Jay-Z flair turd? I've seen the name a few times. Yeah, he's the Bojangles champion. Uh, everybody's asking who suits are better. Uh, he's also, I stand with Aldis guy, and I am i don't stand with Aldis. So, uh, Zicky suits are better. Yeah, uh, who is, what is Bojangles champion anyways? I, you got to check him out, dude. He literally has like a Bojangles chicken sandwich like championship belt made. Like, I mean, I love chicken. I saw, I told him to put his suits, his title, and his and his wife on the line, and they not. And we like, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs>
that's all that's worth it, dude. Zicky, you have been more than generous with your time. I'm going to wrap right. up with you. I've got a wife who's waiting on me to come back. You have a fiance who's waiting on you to she come back. Ready. We're going to Korean barbecue tonight because um, she promised me in the, in the time we were off that we would go. And we're also going to a freak show tonight. So that's what we're going to do. That sounds freaking amazing. Everybody who listens to this is going to know exactly what I have realized as we've talked more and more. It's the same thing that Adam and I keep saying to each other all the time is that we're going to keep working and we're going to be undeniable. And that's yeah. the like term we use. And I think that you're going to do the same thing. I've ever gotten actually that you said that is make yourself undeniable. Make it so the people who you would ignore you suddenly don't. And the only way you can do that is by making yourself undeniable. Love that Hell you yeah. Zicky, thank you so much for being so cool about everything and, and, and jumping on the podcast with us. And uh, I, I appreciate your patience. I was trying to I was trying to get us live at the beginning and I, I just Adam usually handles that part, and I, I you know, I'm still okay. figuring shit out. So We're now together, we did it. We did yeah, it. Yeah, we did it. You and I, and uh, maybe someday we'll have you on when I when I know how to make it live. But uh, thank thank you so much for uh, for joining us. The people are going to really love this. Uh, this is this is Zicky Dice. Everybody, where 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 can you be found on all of the things? Zicky Dice, Z I C K Y D I C E on every piece of social media. It's that simple. Or he nailed Zickydice.com. it. Zickydice.com. It's that simple. He nailed it on everything. All right, buddy. Thank you so much for joining us. Talk soon. Five, two, three.